before I get started, there is one very important question I have to ask you. What's your purpose? My purpose is to take a person from where they are, fill the gaps, help them understand what the gaps are, and get there, give them a, a plan to get there. You want to be a, you want to be a coach or a real estate agent? A coach. Okay, then. See, that's where I was going with this. All right, help me to understand then, because it's what a good coach will do. They'll ask you hard questions. If B, see, I got a guy out of uh, Arizona. And if I went all the way back to the beginning, the dude's posting and, and doing all these things, and right? He's coaching and he's speaking, but he's selling real estate and flipping houses. And I said to him one day, man, just be honest, man. You want to be a coach. Do you want to be a real estate agent? No. Okay. Now we got two choices right here. Do we find a way to use real estate to coach people? Which is possible. Okay. I think you guys heard me talk about Tommy Davidson. All he does is coach those kids, really. He's got 18 to 20 year old kids. And he coaches them on life, success, business, showing up every day, how to make phone calls. And they have that little room where they call out these kids. He, he, so he's like their coach. He does not even get involved in any of the real estate deals. And he's literally going to do 300 deals this year. He's number one in Rutherford County right now. He went to number one, from number 43 to number one. So his model... Let's see, let's see what business he's in. He's really in the coaching business, and he's coaching 18 to 20-year-old kids or 22-year-old kids. And I say kids because I'm 45. And, and, and he's teaching them how to sell and how to be men and how to show up and how to work hard. And they come in there every day and just make this hundreds and hundreds of outbound phone calls. And some of those kids, I want to made like $150,000 last year. And Tommy really wants to coach. He loves coaching. He loves mentoring. He does not love selling real estate because he's done that forever. He don't want to show a house and he don't want to answer the phone. He, don't want to, he wants to come in and coach these young men. But, he's, but he don't want to leave that it's, because I think he showed me, I think he made about $94,000 last month. Last month. If he keeps that trajectory, that's almost $1.2 this year, right? Of which he'll make five or $600,000. At least. Now, he can't do that selling houses. Not 50 houses a year. But what if he gets to 300 houses a year? See, so he, so you got, here's your choices. You could step back and say, I'm going to keep doing real estate because I'm good at it, but I'm going to use real estate to really coach. Or I'm going to start moving toward my B, which is really coaching people. And how do I do that? Will a company hire you to come in and be their coach? A real estate company will, will, will see. Can I create something? Can I start coaching people? Who do you want to coach, by the way? Well, obviously, real estate agents not just them. Cool yeah. Like have something for everybody. Okay. Um, okay. Like I don't really know much about being a man. Yeah. But certain concepts, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't think you would. Certain concepts can speak to a man as well. Yeah, of course. I have that call me every day yeah. with their, I wouldn't say problems, but situations that they need help navigating through. 
We get off the phone and say, can you help us somewhere? Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, good. So that's why I don't want to just leave it to you. So, so, so what we got to do here is we got to say, okay, from A to B, I'm at A. I'm moving toward B. Part of my B is building out a little coaching program. And I'm going to call the coaching program this. And I'm going to start with five people that I mentor for free. So I'm mentoring for free to learn how it works. Okay? Because if not, you, you know, we're going to have this talk five years from today and you say, well, I don't really want to be selling real estate. I'm really, part of my purpose is coaching people. And I'm going to say, well, why are you still selling real estate then? Right? Like this dude in Arizona. I'm like, man, you don't want to flip houses and you don't want to be a real estate agent. Why don't you just start moving toward your B? And if your B is coach, if that's part of your purpose, then you got to do take take an action towards your purpose. Create a little coaching program. Call it something. Invite people to it. This is exactly how I started, by the way. When I first started, I spoke for free. I literally spoke for free. Anywhere they would have me. And somebody at the free event would say, hey, will you come over and talk to my people? It's good. And one dude said, how much does it cost me? And I had no idea. What did I say, Byron? Do you remember what I said? I said, I said $350. I said, how long do you want me to talk? He said, three hours. I said, 350 bucks. He said, done. I went, really? Should have asked a lot for, for a lot more money. And I remember preparing to go talk. He owned a boat manufacturing company. And all these little dudes that built these boats. And I went in for three hours, and I just coached my little heart out. And I remember how much fun it was preparing for that. And I'm like, I just made $350, $100 an hour coaching. Like, this is the coolest thing in the world. That's what I thought. So I didn't come out and build a multi-million dollar coaching company right out of the gate. I came out and I just said, here's what I want to do. I want to coach people. Now, what did I do? I wrote a book and that really helped me. The book gave me a message. The message gave me a talk. The talk got me in front of people. The people wanted to hire me to be their coach. That's how this thing, whole thing started. Okay. But, but this is why I constantly remind people, what is your purpose? Let's take my buddy Brandon Burks, who's in this program. I'm like, man, you really want to coach people, don't you? He said, yeah. I said, you did $150 million in mortgage production. Why don't you do a boot camp for mortgage people and call it zero to $150 million and charge, who cares, 300 bucks and get 10 people. You can't look at the money. You can't say, I'm going to leave mortgage today and make a million dollars in coaching tomorrow. Just get started. Because the next thing you know, we'll be charging $1,000 a person for that boot camp. And you'll get 10 people, right? And you'll make 10000 And the next thing you know, you'll keep getting better at it. And you'll start charging 5000 per boot camp. And you'll be making 50000 per boot camp. But get started. Because you really want to coach people. You don't want to do mortgages. You're just good at mortgages because you're math mind. But his desire is to coach. I'm always pushing. Write the book. Get started. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I get it. But you're going to wake up and be 60 years old 10 years from today, and you're not going to be any closer to where you're supposed to be. What are you? There's a difference between what am I doing versus what am I supposed to be doing? What are my talents? Okay, 
And, and you got to believe, so LaShawna's got to believe, I could actually build a coaching business just like I built a real estate business and coach real estate agents, right? But you got to do, you got to move toward it. Okay, everybody see that? Yes. Uh, with coaching, do you feel like somebody needs to have like a certification? Nope. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. What certification do I have? Oh, I didn't know the results. <laughs> Here's the deal. Certification programs are programs that make money. John Maxwell created a certification program. He sold 33,000 coaches. They call themselves John Maxwell Certified Coaches, and there ain't 10 of them that know how to make money with it. So they run up to me and they say, you do know I'm a John Maxwell Certified Coach. And I'm like, great. How much money have you made coaching? Well, none. What, is it, what does it matter if you got a certification? Yeah. So, 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 so the certification is just a, another money generating business. You got to get a coaching certification. So I do not think you need any certification. I think you need results. Okay. And I always tell people, I don't have a coaching certification other than having a multi-million dollar coaching company and running a championship as a basketball coach. That is, your certification. That is my certification. So, so my point is I hear people say, like, I get my certification first. And what, all they're doing is taking you through a course of somebody's methodology and then certify and saying you're certified. Okay. And, but that doesn't mean you know how to make any money with it. And this is a big problem Maxwell had. Very few of those coaches. Uh, Kelly Eisler is a John Maxwell certified coach. And she told me, she said, no, at no time in that program did they ever tell us one thing about getting a speaking engagement or making money. It's basically just spending time going through John Maxwell's content. And then at the very end, giving you a certificate saying, here you go, you're certified. So, so it is a participation trophy. I love Maxwell, by the way, because he made $350 million with that. So I think he's a genius for doing it. Okay? I think he's a genius for doing it. And, and there is something, too. I, you know, I got certified in this Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It was a five-day course, eight hours a day, and at the end I had to get up and teach class uh, for one hour. Right? And, and here's what I know about some of those people. They showed up and hadn't even read the book. Like they handed out the book as part of the certification. And some people go, man, this looks, this looks big. This looks thick. See, I showed up and had already read that book, watched hours of video. I got up to teach my session, and the instructor said, we've never seen somebody know this content better than you. You know what the difference was, though? You had to buy it to get there. Yeah. Yeah, somebody didn't pay for it for me. And, but I was interested in it. Now, what did the certification do for me? Just, it just allowed me to, to go deeper and study eight hours a day for five days in that one content. It's more mastery to me than anything, you know? But some people literally showed up, and the, the company paid for them to go, and they're like, you go get certified in these seven habits. And they showed up, and first time they ever opened a book was the first day of the certification. Now, how could you really get certified in something in five days? Why don't I go down there and tell them I want to be a certified lifeguard instructor today, but I can't swim very good. <laughs> And I go through one day of one day of training, right? Or why don't, why don't the military just hand out machine guns and tell them to watch a video? Good luck. Do you think they do that? But that's what a lot of these certification programs are. Okay, so so I would just tell you, you got all the credentials you need from your past of your success. Now take those, package them up, 
put them out to the market. And remember, packaging is just anything the consumer can feel, touch, taste, or see. Okay? All right, now where, where, where do you have a question for me on this right here? See, how, how old are you guys in the back? 17. 17? Love of God. 25. How old? 25. 25? 34. From 20 to 30, I was doing one thing, refining a skill. Best thing I ever did. I found my talent, and from 20 to 30, I was just getting better and better and better and better and better and better and practicing and testing. And I was doing it on, the, on those kids. Kids make for a good testing ground. I was using my high school basketball players, and I'd come up with a concept, and I'd go, man, I'm going to give the concept to the team. And if they really responded to it, back in those days, Dr. Phil was really, really popular. This is 1999 to early 2000s, <coughs> just back when Dr. Phil was not commercialized like he is. And we had Dr. Phil Thursdays where he did one thing for kids every week, and I would show my players that, and they loved it. He would talk about toughness and bounce back and emotions and and we would literally I'd film them and record them on my VHS tapes and I put all the kids in there and for 30 minutes we'd have Dr. Phil Thursday and those kids would just sit there and be like man this is awesome because nobody's talking teaching me how to deal with my emotions because I had high school girls nobody's teaching me how to deal with my emotions and how to deal with problems they were very interested in the psychological side and the emotional side just nobody was teaching them anything so I would pick a subject. How do you bounce back? Here's five rules for bounce back when you get knocked down. And I was just teaching these kids. And then I went over and taught one class at MTSU. And, and nobody knows I ever did this. I would leave Riverdale at lunch on my lunch hour and go over to the college and teach a class. I still don't think they know I did it. So don't tell anybody. So I'd take my lunch period. I'd drive over to the university and be an adjunct professor. Teach a class. Go back to Riverdale. I'd eat my lunch on the way over there. And Hubert Payne was one of my students who is now one of our mental coaches. He's also the drummer for Little Big Town, the country music band. And Hubert was one of my first students in that class. And here, when I got finished with that course, the uh, people in the front office came to me and they said, we have never had this kind of feedback for a professor. Like, these kids love you. And I said, you know why? I showed up and actually taught them something. Like, I showed up, and I had fun. I'm like, I'm so honored to be you guys' teacher. I, this is awesome for me. Let's learn. Let's get in here and learn together. And those kids would show up every day with their notepads. It was totally different than what people think about college. Where, where I had a professor stood up here and read off a thing, and I was miserable, and the teacher didn't care about me. Like, like, it was totally different. So they're like, you're the most popular professor in the whole department. And I was only teaching one class. I, I thought, you know why? Because I love it. I love teaching these kids. And Hubert was one of my students. So, so when you think about this, I look at, uh, I look at some of these things that, that what, what purpose. Like when I look at Optavia, have you noticed that all the top Optavia leaders went through something when they were kids? You know what it was? They went through something called the Master's Commission. Was it Lloyd Ziegler? Who was it? No, it's actually uh, it's an Assembly of God type uh, quasi-college thing for yeah. ministry. And the, and the founder was Lloyd, like Lloyd so this guy took all these kids when they were kids and he put them through something called the Master's Commission, which was like its own little training ground. Doug and Tia Wood, Shane Bishop, uh, Dan Valentine. They, as kids, they all went through this program. And you know what they did? He would just take them out in a community and say, 
go knock on the doors and talk to people. Then he would do events. He'd say, get up on stage and speak. Then he would take them. And I mean, it was all these real life things they had to learn when they were young. And later on, 20 years later, they're all making 500000 a month because they got all these skills. And they all talk about it. It's like, man, that was their little greatness factor. I'm like, where'd you go? It's like, my master's commission. I've always been fascinated by that. Having a little master's commission where I take kids. I could take you at 17 years old. By the time I have you 30 years old, I could, I could have you being worth $25 million. I believe that, right? If you, were, if you would show up and get coached. If you see the value in coaching. Probably, and if Cameron wasn't paying for it for you, if you had to pay for it. I could take you and turn you into a little prodigy by 30. If you had that kind of coaching and teaching and leadership. Right? And you took it and did something with it. So, so I think when you, you guys have a real advantage here at your age to getting in there. And 34 is still young, very young to learning the game of making money and doing all these things. Okay? All right, what questions do you have for me? Any questions online? Yes. So when you talk about purpose, mm-hmm. uh, we talked a little, you goes a little bit to like charity and philanthropy. Yep. How do you, like, for example, I helped with this nonprofit last year. It was great. We raised like $22,000 for a uh, local charity. I did some free marketing and video for them as a donation service to the community, mm-hmm. right? But like, there's, now they're still like firing off, hey, can you come over and do this and that? And like, where is the balance between. Listen, I'm a business. I have to make money. I can yeah. do all this stuff for free. Yeah. And this is my outlet for part of my purpose is helping people that are less fortunate or whatever. Like with your, you know, I think you just say it straight up. Say, man, I love helping you. I want to help you. Right. Uh, but, but and I'm willing to donate X number of hours per year to help to helping you. If you want to go beyond that, then, you know, because nonprofits get in there and know that you'll do something for free. They'll just keep doing it. Yeah. They may, they may have people they're paying. Well, I'm sure they do have people they're paying. But 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 I'm just saying, you know, nonprofits started by a person that typically went through something. It starts a little nonprofit. I think when it comes to purpose and philanthropy, you got to ask yourself, what do, who do you want to help? Do you want to help single moms? Do you want to help kids that have been abused? Do you want to help go back and teach leadership to people because somebody changed your life? Do you want to go back and, like that adjunct professor, I don't, even know, I don't even know if I made any money. If I did, it wasn't much. But I loved it. That was valuable. So when it comes to purpose, what's my talent and how do I want to use that to be on purpose and on point? Right? If I do these success schools and there's kids that can't afford it and I go, hey, man, I'm a scholarship 30 kids that can't afford this. Just to expose them to the leadership and things like that. That's a form of charity. Everybody see that? That's up to you to decide how you want to do this. And I do think as you get older, the more you want to make a big difference. I donate a pretty big check every year to Riverdale where I, where I was a coach. And I donated it, oddly enough, to the baseball team. And you say, why to the baseball team? Because you were the basketball coach. Because the head baseball coach was my number one assistant when I was there. And he was a guy who stuck with me every day. He showed up. He stayed late. He came early. He became the head baseball coach. And they wanted a new field a new turf field. And he came to me and said, will you donate money? And I said, I'll give you this much money over five years. Take it, put it, buy you a new field. Okay? And that's my way of saying thank you to him because he's a good Christian man and he pours into those kids. And I think the money's well spent.
right? Now, the, it's oddly enough, the basketball, they've never even called me. <laughs> I built this national championship team, and they've never even called me. Hey, thanks. Thanks, coach. So, so it's like I don't even feel appreciated after spending 10 years there, so why should I even give any money to them? I'm like, man, you know, at least he calls me and thanks me. It is a nice turf field. <laughs> I haven't even been. I don't think I've even been out there. Now, so so here's what I'm telling you. I hope today, I hope today has been valuable for you. I like these days where we can break down concepts in the program, because to me it helps you get clarity. And um, the older I get, the more I'm more I'm interested in purpose. I'm interested in t- teaching you how to take your purpose and make money with it. That's a big passion point of mine. It's not just. I could teach you explanation of value, selling systems, follow-up and conversion. We teach all that, right? And you'll get all that throughout your coaching. But, man, at the end of the day, if it don't, if it don't feed you in some way, it's just, right? Solomon worked his whole life. Solomon worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, and he was the richest man in the Bible, right? And then he come back at the end and said it was all for nothing. Okay. Why, why did I work like that? What was the, what, what, I mean, read Ecclesiastes. It's like, what was I, what am I doing? Why did I work like that? It's not that I, you shouldn't work. I just think there needs to be a bigger purpose for working and how you distribute your talents to the world. Okay. Other than just working for the sake of working. And, and 87% of people never find their talent. That's a stat that I saw. And I'm like, gosh, that's a big one. Live my whole life and not find my talent. I don't want that. I don't want that for my coaching students. So thank you guys for coming today. This has been good. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. yourself. And uh, I'll, we'll see you back at the next event we do. Thank you to all the people online, too. You guys are great. Hey, Coach. What was that term you used before? Before I get started, there is one very important question I have to ask you. Coach Michael Burt, Monster Producer Academy CEO. He's a personal friend of mine. What good is it to have knowledge with no desire? What good is it to have desire with no skill? What good is it to have knowledge and skill with no confidence? A big part of activating your prey drive is finding and refining your talent. This is something that helps you get to the next place. People are made up of four parts, a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. You need to know you. And then you need to have an awareness, and sometimes you don't even know what you need. So all four parts of our nature have to be clicking. Your hard skill solves my problem. The bigger the problem, the more money people are paid to solve it. Everything is valuable to your future. What I'm really paying you for is your past. A monster producer combines multiple skills to dominate a market. When you get to wake up every day and do what you love doing, man, it is hard not to be motivated. They think at a higher ordinance than everybody else. They want to create new things. I have a conviction about me, and that's the conviction that you feel when I talk, when I speak. It comes across as passion. you got to learn how to connect to another person at such a deep level that it moves them. You have goals, you have targets, but you don't have a sense of urgency. They're going to exchange money, energy. They're going to raise capital. They're going to start new businesses. There's going to be joint ventures. I think your purpose finds you. It is activated. The word activate means to initiate. Discipline, which is a derivative of the word disciple, which means to give yourself to a person or cause you believe in. Do you believe in your future, yes or no? When we know better, we do better. Finding the problem that you are uniquely qualified to solve, and you don't know what problem you really solve for whom, then there is no big financial exchange right there. 
you should leave here thinking bigger today than when you came. And I want to shake your hand and look you in the eyeball when you make this decision. Thank you. We'll see you in the back. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.